ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Live from the Tower. We are your host, Phantom and Zeph. Zeph, you, Zeph, I almost called you Zeph, you. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time I've been called something that isn't my name. I've been called Xerox, Xylophone, Xenoblade. Anyhow. Xenoblade, Xenophage, how are you? Uh, you know, I'm here, I'm living, thriving, I'm reading this, uh, biblical Schwab. Uh, yeah, so we're gonna get, Twab was meaty, guys, so we're gonna get right into Twab, but first, we had a list of demands that we sent over to Bungie today about the Twab, and they have not been fulfilled, so now, uh, Zeph must uninstall Avengers, and I must sell my PS4, and I'm just gonna read you guys generally what we demanded from them. Uh... It had to be bigger than the Holy Bible, the Torah, and the Quran all combined. And DMG was supposed to come down and hand deliver it to us on stone tablets from a mountain. Yep. Uh, Zeph wanted Cosmo to start by singing about how proud Achilles in his wrath spited the gods and doomed himself mm-hmm. in the Homeric traditions. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why he's uninstalling Avengers. We didn't get that. Um, it did not come accompanied by a Gregorian chant, so I'll be selling my PS4. We demanded that it be accompanied by an unreleased Prince album. It did not, so uh, sorry, Bungie. We're going to have to download Napster and uh, pirate the Witch Queen soundtrack. Mm -hmm. And the final two is uh, I I did not have an accompanying meal by Gordon Ramsay, uh, so I'm going to start three-peaking in trials again. And... uh, This was ha- this half came true. It was so overwhelmingly positive, but uh, Marie Kondo did not say fuck and did not retire. So our demands were not met. But let's jump into it because it's go- it's a lot, and we're not gonna sit here for an hour like uh, like your boy asked across. Yeah, this could be our most illegal twab yet, but that's okay. Uh, or not twab, our most illegal podcast. It's fine. Yeah, uh, basically. If you guys want to know why they're changing the things they are changing, go read the TWAB, go watch uh, another video to kind of keep things short. Um, we're going to kind of just run through all the bullet points, and then once we get through everything, we're going to talk about it, give our thoughts about it. So uh, we're going to start on abilities. So uh, we're literally doing this partially on the fly, so... Zef, you want each of us, you want to just do each of us take a section, like the titled sections, so like into the fray, um, taking it down a notch, all that stuff, where they talk about everything individually? Uh, sure, I mean, I was just gonna bullet point it, you know, Uh, do the quick and dirty version, which is basically the way, it's not gonna be really scaled off of intellect anymore, there's gonna be a more passive component to your intellect stat, but the way Mm -hmm. you're going to be generating your super is by dishing out damage and receiving damage. So in PvE, you might see a slightly higher uptime in your super, but Mm -hmm. in threes and in sixes, you're going to have to actually use your guns. Yeah, dude. It's Uh, it's vanilla all over again. You got to use your guns, dude. One super per match. And, uh... You know, depending on effective play, you might get more than one super, but basically the point of this TWAB is that they realized space magic is important, but we can get a lot of space magic out in PvE world. 
So mm -hmm. they tuned down ability usage more or less across the board. So before everybody says, oh, well, they nerfed Hunters, or oh, they nerfed Titans, or oh, they nerfed Warlord. Actually, it's really, it's everyone. Yeah, everyone. Everybody got hit with some sort of nerf stick today. Everybody got a nerf, and Warlocks got a little bit of a buff. That's... Yeah, it's not complete nerfs, but yeah. basically the TLDR is actually, you're going to have to, like, play, shoot people in PvP. Incredible concept, it's, I know. Alright, so this is, it's so funny because I just thought of this, um, and I'm going to try and keep it short because I know we have a lot to get to. But, remember in vanilla, everyone complained because, like, you had maybe one super per match, if you were lucky, and it was, like, all gunplay? Well, I mean, what we're coming back to now is time is a flat circle. Because in a couple months, I guarantee you, people are going to be like, oh, we don't have enough ability play. Uh, uh, you know, yeah, like, it's, uh, this is, yeah, so then, and what? Then Forsaken, they changed it, right? Forsaken? Yeah, with the Go Fast update. Yeah, go, dude, that's so long ago. Okay, yep. I'm getting distracted. Um, Yeah, so basically, there are big sweeping uh stops, so... We'll get to them all, but just generally things like uh, Shoulder Charge will no longer one-hit KO you. Um, pretty much unless they're wearing Paragon Greaves. I think that's what DMG tweeted out. So, yeah. If you're wearing those, you will still one-hit Shoulder Charge. Otherwise, the damage has been greatly reduced. Yeah. So this weekend in Trials, which they didn't talk about in this TWAB, I don't think. So we have no nope, idea what the map not really. is. Uh, none of these changes happen until december 7th so we have uh about two weeks yeah thereabouts we have about two weeks until these changes go lives the week these changes go lives expect all titans in trials to wear peregrine greaves i will be thoroughly shocked maybe in maybe an earth or uh maybe a sight rampart for funny wall but uh, I could see sightings but until we get an actual armor update twab which is probably going to be after Thanksgiving, if, if yeah. we're being realistic. It'll probably be the week uh, before the event. That combined with abilities, I think we'll see what's going to shift in the meta. Like, mm -hmm. we're going to have basically what feels like a completely different game on the 7th. But probably the move is... Um, let's see here. Are they... Where is oh that's right they said they're gonna spec bubble into a tier five when it's separate in three but basically yeah. the move I'm not gonna be surprised if I start seeing it in threes mm -hmm. and less than sixes but in threes I won't be surprised if we start seeing people switching to stasis helmets with power preservation oh yeah and popping either their bubble or their well and dropping five orbs for their teammates to get those slower charging supers because the supers are tiered now in terms of regeneration and well regenerates the fastest out yeah. of any super and yeah. it'll be tied with bubble when that separates out yeah well regenerates the fastest mm -hmm. and we're gonna we're gonna get to all these bullet points but like stormcaller i think mm -hmm. is like mid-tier so stormcaller is like two yeah so, so it's like it's like mid bottom bottom mid yeah uh, so it's going to be crazy. So right off the bat, we're going to talk grenades. So, of course, they're starting with uh, the Flux Grenade, which um, basically what's going to happen is all of these changes are going to be more or less PvP specific, and they are going to separately tune it from PvE for a lot of the stuff. Not everything, but a lot of it. 
Um, so pr the projectile doesn't have tracking. It has a small amount of aim, aim assist. Uh, throw speed was increased by 117 and now sticks to all surfaces. So it's got, and it has a ridiculously long cool time, cooldown time. Um, they've added a hundred and a hundred seconds to its cool time. And basically what that's done is it is now a one shot kill in PVP, but you have to stick it. So it's basically it's sticky grenades all over again. If you don't stick it, you're not going to get the one the one hit KO. Um, and it is only available to arc striders. So then they move on to firebolt grenade. And basically what they're doing is they're reducing the damage per bolt from 90 to 65. They're reducing its cooldown from 82 to 64. And this is an example of where it affects PVE. They're increasing its damage in PVE by 15. So now it recharges faster, especially when you have a tier 10 discipline, but it has lower damage output. So they're kind of like mixing things up and down. So nothing is kind of like too powerful. They're kind of bringing it all in the circle. If it's too OP, they're going to kind of bring it down. If it's useless, they're going to kind of try and bring it up and have everything be a, be a little bit in the center. Uh, another thing is all grenade damage in PVE has been increased by 15% or more. So... Uh, class yeah, a lot of builds very silly yeah, yeah, yeah um melee ability cooldowns have not been increased as much as nades and some of the less aggressive melee attacks have lower cooldowns than before and class ability cooldown has also generally increased but the changes vary on which ability is uh equipped so the next thing they talk about is this is what you just talked about right super uptime primary weapon yep. play okay yeah so that's the fast and dirty version uh the full list of tiers we'll just go through it real quick the fastest regenerating super is will of radiance at tier five tier four is blade barrage and silence and squall tier three is shadow shot burning mall arc staff nova bomb thunder crash tier two is golden gun chaos reach nova warp storm trance daybreak sentinel shield and tier one which is the slowest regeneration is spectral blades fist of havoc hammer of soul glacial quake and winter's wrath so um this is all coming at the 30th anniversary they're moving to a subclass 3.0 system so that light based subclasses match stasis Ward of Dawn will be taken out of um, Sentinel Shield and be given its own little section, and it'll be moved into Tier 5 as a standalone super. So the highest cooling down supers are going to be well in bubble. Um, Twab goes on more to say what Zeph was saying. Weapons are the primary way. Non-super ability should augment your combat, but not be the sole survivor. I mean... How many how many times do you and I go into matches and like I mean this was really bad in Warmind and it hasn't been as bad but like someone's just got shinobus and you just hear skip grenades for like days. Uh, you can still die to a glitch out like to this day. Mm -hmm. Um, and now like Titans with knockout and Dune Marchers and it's just uh. It's a lot, so they're 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 working through a lot of stuff. So neutral game perks, these perks have had their regeneration reduced by fifty percent in PvP. We're talking Whisper of Shards, Arc Web, Rising Storm, Ionic Traces, 
Electrostatic Surge, Aftershocks, Inertia Override, Benevolent Dawn, Practice Makes Perfect, and Dark Matter. And that ranges from all the subclasses. Um, mostly Warlock. Mostly, yeah, dude. Shards, Web, Storm, Traces, Surge, Dawn, and Matter. Like, there's seven. Hunter's got one tweak. Titan's got two. I will say, though, that in this current sandbox, that Warlocks were easily the strongest PvP class. Oh, yeah, by far. I've... When... When I'm good and can get a chain going, like, yeah. Especially with stack. It's stupid. Um... So then it goes on to talk about, let's see. Uh, oh, they talk about exotic armors. Okay, so this is this is kind of big. These are, uh, each exotic below has had a custom tuning pass in their energy return in PvP. So this is what's going to kind of affect what your builds are going to look like. So Frosties, no longer stacks multiplicatively in PvP with other regen buffs and is now an additive scaler. So Frosties may be like non-viable anymore. It depends what happens. Uh, they're the same in PvE. Heart of Inmost Light, which I honestly never used because I never knew what its perk was because I don't read. Ability regen. <laughs> uh, Imagine are, telling on yourself like that. <laughs> dude, I, I don't care. I'm a filthy casual. Um, their scalers are reduced by 50 in 50% in PvP. Um, so it's reworked. Let me see this. So reworked, so activating multiple abilities will now reliably result in multiple empowered stacks. Uh, the stacking behavior was previously bugged, so now they're they're fixing it. Uh, controverse hold. Duration of the grenade regen buff is no longer random. It is now fixed at 1.75 seconds. Reduced grenade energy by 50% in PvP. So... Yeah, so it, it, it's going to be more consistent across the board, but it's going to be worse in PvP. Doomfang Pauldrons. Uh, <laughs> reduce super energy gain on activation when you kill a player with a void melee by half. Uh, it's still your GM exotic in PvE. Shinobu's Vow. Reduced grenade energy gain on uh, hits by 66%. Crown of Tempest. Uh, the buff duration is reduced from 7 to 4 seconds, and the stag, unfortunately, reduced class ability energy refund on shield break by 50% in PvP. Then they talk about armor mods, and the mods have all been roughly reduced by 50% in PvP. Those mods are melee, grenade, and utility kickstart, uh, perpetuate... Excuse me, Perpetuation, Bolstering Detonation, Focusing Strike, Bomber, Outreach, Dynamo, Distribution, Momentum Transfer, and Impact Induction. So now we get to the fun part. So, Zeph, I'm going to let you take this, because this is the one everyone's been waiting for. Uh, it's time. <laughs> Domine. So... In PvE, stasis is going to remain largely unchanged. It might even get better in PvE. I hope so. But for PvP, while forming, stasis crystals now slow nearby players instead of freezing them. They still freeze PvE combatants while forming. 
The increased slow freeze radius while forming is going from 1.75 meters to 2.6 meters. There's going to be a reduced crystal detonation damage versus players by 55%. There it is. There's going to be an increased crystal detonation versus PvE combatants by 60%. So again, they're scaling it, so they're changing it in PvP so that it's not as good. And in PvE, it's going to get better. And Which the increased good. crystal detonation radius is going from 6 meters, what it is currently, to 8 meters. Okay. This is good. This is a good thing, because as we'll see later on, it means Shatter Dive has, in fact, been largely neutered. Very nice. Um, I do. So I do have a question when I was reading this. Sure. Um, now, when they say crystals forming, so if I throw my glacial grenade and it hits somebody, does that mean they're yeah. only going to get slowed or they're still going to get frozen? They're going to get slowed. Oh, that's huge, because... We saw the stasis grenades are <laughs> have been uh, really neutered since Beyond Light's launch from uh, Cold Snap to Duskfield to now Glacial Grenades. I think you're still going to see people using the, or the Glacial Grenade because you can use it as mobile cover, right? And oh, anybody yeah. can just have a wall. Anybody can pop themselves up. I would not be surprised if Duskfield becomes, like, the PvP grenade again, though, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in light of these. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to see, honestly. It's going to be it's gonna be real different, because now we're going on super changes. So, uh, Hunters, this is why you're the youngest, and... Oh, no, Hunters are the oldest child, because they always get in trouble. Uh, Something like that. Hunter Dodge no longer breaks projectile tracking. It needed to happen. It had to. It needed to happen. So bad, dude. Uh, Marksman Dodge with a tier 10 mobility. Its cooldown was increased to 14 seconds, but your base cooldown is unchanged at 30. Gambler's Dodge, same thing with a tier 10 mobility. Your cooldown has been increased to 18 seconds, and your base cooldown has gone up to 38 seconds. So... Uh, all you squirrely hunters, no more. Uh, what was the what was the the arms the exotic arms? Liar's handshake was that the one for the Hunter, melee? The melee one where you could back in the day you just chain your melee over and over again in PvP. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um. And now, as Zeph has mentioned before, we move on to stasis. So shatter dive is much less lethal versus players due to the crystal change. It is much more lethal to PvE combatants due to the crystal change. Um, the damage in PvE, for it, the damage to PvE enemies that are frozen has gone up 100%. Uh, Grim Harvest now lets you have three fragment slots instead of two. So now you will no longer be able to kill a full health guardian with Shatter Dive. It's going to be. It's not that it's not going to happen, it's that it's so exceedingly rare that if you did, in fact, get killed by Shatter Dive, it is literally your own fault. <laughs> Uninstall. Game over, kid. Good luck. Uh, yeah, it, so it may still kill if the hunter is using Whisper of Fissures, Touch of Winter, and the target is already in the center of the six crystals and is incredibly rare in their playtesting. So you literally have to be caught like a deer in a headlight to get killed by this. So, you know, so I still wouldn't stand near it, 
uh, unless you're confident in your gun mechanics that you can bait this hunter into slamming and then just pop him off with a shoddy. That's just that's just me. Um, Arc Strider combination blow has been reduced. Its cooldown is now 15 seconds instead of combination blow was 96 seconds. Yep. Jeez, that seems excessive. Um, and Vanish and Smoke has been reduced to 75 seconds. And those are all the Hunter changes coming to Supers. Now. That we know of. That we know of. So, Witch Queen could bring a whole other pass of changes. This is just for the end of this season. Um, Zef, you want to tell us about the Titan changes? Because there's a lot of those. Yay! Basically, shoulder charge, as we were alluding to earlier, that got super, super nerfed. Uh, in general, across the board, a shoulder charge will no longer one-shot you from full health. You can still die to a shoulder charge. You just will not die at full health. Let me reiterate that. You can still die to a shoulder charge. You just cannot be killed at full health. The sprint activation time is going from 1.5 seconds, which it currently is, to 1.25 seconds. You do feel that quarter of a second when you really need it. They increase the range from 5.5 meters to 6.8 meters, so somebody will be able to shoulder charge you from further away. The targeting cone width is increased by 10%, so we're not going to have those like 90 degrees straight up shoulder charges, mm -hmm. but the angle will be more generous because you won't die in one hit from it. So expect to see, I would say... In one column, some very lucky, weird movement. And then in the other column, I would say expect to see some advanced movement techniques by people who are using the shoulder charge strictly to move them seven meters over here now. They're also increasing the damage versus the PvE combatants by 25%. Now, the interesting change to me here is the arc shoulder charge. So they reduce the AoE damage from 90 to 40. So if you're standing next to some poor sap who got shoulder charged, you're not necessarily also going to get evaporated, right? Mm -hmm. But now the arc shoulder charge blinds enemies in the area on hit. So like a blinding nade. If you get hit directly, expect to not be able to see anything. Yeah. If you are in the AoE, expect to have that like kind of blinding nade effect where you can still see, but your radar is gone, you can't see how much ammo, etc. Stuff like that. So, I expect to see an increase in top tree striker, but more on that later. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Shield bash. They are also reducing the AoE damage from 90 to 40. Same thing. If somebody gets shield bash next to you, you're not necessarily going to get vaporized. Oh, also for striker and for this, this is across the board. They increase the base cooldown from 82 seconds to 90 seconds. For the Hammer Strike, they have reduced the direct impact damage from 170 to 120. And they have increased the base cooldown from 82 to 90. Now, I still think these are super viable because you've melting pointed somebody with the shoulder charge. So you don't necessarily need to one hit kill them. Right. They're going to be burning. They're going to be in a good finishing range. For the Void Titan, you're still suppressing them right? You could still suppress them out of a super. That effect is still there. So the fact that it's not a one-shot one shot kill isn't the end of the world for Titan players. I think you're going to use it a lot more as a movement ability now. But if you're smart, you can still take somebody out with it. And again, it's a shoulder charge. Mm -hmm. If you died to a shoulder charge, it is probably your own fault. Might be. 
Now, as far as the barricade, I don't think we're going to see a lot of changes in PvP. I could be wrong, but they wanted to mix it up just a little bit. Mm-hmm. So for the towering barricade, they've increased the base cooldown duration from 37 seconds, which it is currently, to 40 seconds. And for rally barricade, they have reduced the base cooldown from 37 seconds, which it currently is, to 32 seconds. So you may, that's the keyword, may see more rally barricades in PvP, but I kind of doubt it. We are going to see those stability changes where you're going to have a little bit easier of a shot from over the rally barricade. But at the end of the day, somebody can still jump over it, you know? The towering barricade presents a lot of opportunities for healing, for repositioning, for getting a res, etc. So you may see more of a rally barricade in PvP, but I would suspect that we're still going to have the towering barricade. Mm Mm-hmm. Then to... Oh, we got a lot here. But to keep going on Titan... Yeah, Behemoth, Behemoth is going to be ridiculous in PvE. Oh, dude, I can't wait. After that nerf that passed right after Beyond yep. Light... Oh, dude, I got so upset. I think this is going to be really good, especially on the 7th, for people who are looking to run Master Vog. Because normally what I do for Master Vog, if I'm on my Titan is unless I'm at Templar or Atheon himself, I am probably on Behemoth just for ad control and survivability. Behemoth will be at the point now where you're, if you're playing correctly, you are just nigh unkillable. So for Diamond Lance, they're changing that. They've increased the fragment slot from one to three. You now spawn a Diamond Lance upon either killing a PvE combatant with a stasis weapon, like mm-hmm. Fractifist, or Reed's Regret, or Peace Bond, or I could keep going, right? But a PvE combatant with a stasis weapon, mm-hmm. or killing three players with a stasis weapon in a single life, again, a Fractifist, a Peace Bond, or killing an enemy with a stasis ability. And that's any enemy with any stasis ability on the Behemoth, if you have Diamond Lance equipped. So... If you do that Howl the Storm uppercut, or if you shatter somebody, that will spawn a Diamond Lance. If you shatter an enemy, that will also spawn a Diamond Lance. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of ways to play this. Now for the Shiver Strike, which is that Behemoth melee, they're going to increase the Shiver Strike damage while in Glacial Quake. That is specifically the super by 50%. Mm-hmm. And for Whisper of Chains, they are increasing the damage resistance versus PvE combatants from 25% to 40%. So again, I say to you, if you are a behemoth in PvE, you are probably going to die roughly never. Alright, then the big last section before we move on to Warlocks and hand it back to Phantom. Bottom 3 Striker, honestly, probably, if not my favorite subclass in the game, it's easy top 3. So they've noticed that you know, knockout is literally in the game. It's literally <laughs> in they, the game. It's literally in the game, and they decided to do something about that. So, for knockout, and this is to bring striker. This is not to hit it super super hard. They're applying these nerfs to bring striker back into line. It's not like striker was a little bit better than its competitors. It was striker is a monster. If you're not prepared for it, you could pretty much turn your brain off and get a team kill. Mm -hmm. 
Now for Knockout, which is that melee ability. The melee lunge range and melee damage bonus now deactivate after a melee kill. Trample, which is in the super, right? Okay, so you're in your bottom tree striker super. Trample. Super energy gain from the Fist of Havoc light attack, that little shoulder bump instead of the slam, now decays to a minimum amount over three PvP kills, down from seven. Guys, down from seven. You could just keep going and maintain your super for seven kills. Yeah, dude, that was that was why bottom tree was like the best striker yeah. tree because it was that was the bromance. Let's play football. You slam and you just run around. Yeah, and just knee people, and you do that with dude marchers and everyone dies. Anyhow, frontal assault melee. They have increased the base cooldown from eighty-two seconds to one hundred six seconds. Mm-hmm. And for Fist of Havoc specifically, the heavy slam radius is reduced from 8 meters to 6 meters. And that is on bottom tree only, so you'll still be able to get the radius on top tree. I think we're going to see a lot more top tree striker play, because there are some very fun builds you can do with that. Now I'm going to hand it back to Phantom for Warlock. Alright, all you learned scholars of the tower. Uh, uncharged melee. You, We have reduced melee range from 5.5 to 4.5, so it now matches Tunners and Titans. And it reduces suppression time after melee. You can now melee back to back at the same speed as Hunter and Titan, which is great. And I feel validated now because every time I play Crucible, I would always get mad that I couldn't melee faster or as fast as a Titan or a Hunter. And I would always lose those encounters when I could have probably won them. Now we're going on to Voidwalker. Handheld Supernova will no longer one-shot in PvP. It's been this way since Forsaken, and they're changing it. So, it reduced damage versus players. It now deals 150 damage max. Uh, they've increased the damage versus champions and bosses by 30%. The projectile range has gone up from 12 meters to 14, and it now pushes targets away from the Warlock on detonation. Nova Warp is also getting a buff in PvE, which is increased damage versus champions and bosses by 30%. That's fantastic. Let's talk about Shadebinder. Winner's Wrath. We have a reduced Shatter Pulse damage versus enemy supers, and we must now generally freeze and shatter all supers twice to eliminate. Now, this could be a difficult thing depending on the super you're going against and how comfortable you are freezing people and how comfortable they are in their super. Um, they'd still have to break out of it. It still could be good to slow or shut down certain supers. Um, I know with Dawnblade, it might take a little more finessing because now you have to do it a second time. But basically, they didn't want Shadebinder to be literally the only super in the game to freeze enemy supers in place. So, your Penumbral Blast has increased proximity detonation in PvE. Or, or, I'm sorry. It has an increased proximity detonation radius against PvE combatants by 100%. And while Bleak Watcher is equipped, all stasis grenades charge at Glacier Grenade rate. So, I didn't know there were different rates to charge. That's that's crazy. And finally, that is the end of all the ability and super changes coming in two weeks. And we're already at the 30 minute mark. So there's a couple things I just want to get out real quick and then we'll discuss how we feel overall. So 
Uh, on December 8th, Destiny 2 and all of its expansions will leave Game Pass on console and cloud. Um, Destiny 2 and current expansions will remain on Xbox Game Pass for PC. So if you do not own any expansion, you will lose access to its campaign, to expansion specific activities, to stasis, which is beyond light specific, your middle tree supers, and the 10% off perk silver purchases. Wow, they gave Xbox players 10% off? Yeah. That's nutty. Um, Witch Queen will not be available on console or PC Xbox Game Pass when it launches February 22nd, 2022. Now, this was interesting because you had texted me the other day and you were like, hey, Stasis isn't on Xbox if you don't own Beyond yeah. Light. So this is just kind of following suit with all of that, which will uh, be good. Bungie will earn a little bit more money now. Maybe it's we weird to me, teams. though. It's weird to me, though, that like once Destiny 2 leaves Xbox Game Pass, that middle tree supers are going to go with it. Like, I understand, but that it's a little weird. I, I think because middle tree supers are still technically tied to Forsaken. Yeah, that is exactly why. But like if you if you just have it on Game Pass, right? Right. You wake up and now like three supers are gone. Lost. Yeah, you've lost three. No, actually, you've lost six supers. You've lost half the oh, supers yeah. in the game. Uh, so, uh, better shell out. Well, yeah, we don't know the price of the Forsaken pack, but I assume that's what it's going to be. It's like you got to buy the Forsaken pass or the current expansion, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because those were strictly tied to Forsaken. And see, this is something like I never ran into this problem because I always had Forsaken on all my platforms. So I just thought middle tree supers were free to the game. I didn't think they were still tied to Forsaken. Mm -hmm. So that's nutty. Um, it, it, so like something like this, it, it makes me really wonder why Bungie is still pushing the uh, the quote free to play moniker when it's like you still have to buy the expand. Like all you get now for free to play is Vanguard Strikes, Crucible Maps, the New Light Campaign, the plant, some of the planets, not all. And did I say Gambit? I don't think so, but you also get Gambit. But the Gambit. thing is, and a lot of people tend to agree with this when asked, is that Destiny 2 is, in fact, not at all free to play. Destiny 2 is free to start. Yeah, 100%. 100%, dude. <laughs> oh, man. It, like, now you need you need Witch Queen to play Trials of Osiris, right? You yep. can't go to... I think Dreaming City is in free to play, but you can't go to the moon and you can't go to Europa, now you mm -hmm. won't be able to go to the Throne World, which they're equating to the Dreaming City and the Dreadnought. So mm -hmm. that's that's pretty big. Um, You can't buy half, you can't buy like a third, if not half of the exotics because you need mm -hmm. the expansions to buy them from the kiosk, which I found when I made my two videos. So it, it it's crazy. It's like Bungie, like, 
you're basically just offering trial accounts to people. Like, Bungie, you're doing what World of Warcraft has been doing for years, which is, like, you play free until level 20, and then you either make a new character, or you, you, you pay your subscription, right? The only... Oh, I'm sorry. Vault of Glass. That is the only other thing that free players get. Yay! <laughs> so, it's really... I mean, I don't know what they're going to do post-Witch Queen, but besides that, we had a couple articles come across our desk that said uh, Threads of Fate might end because apparently the community is being real toxic and Bungie's like, no, no, no. Um, And then real quick, I had shared a couple articles. One was from like September, but was only just now circulating Twitter. Uh, it was an interview, I think, uh, PC Gamer or Game Rant did with Joe, uh, Joe Garoth, and he was like, oh yeah, no, 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 we want the Witch Queen's campaign to be something like a Halo, or a Titanfall, or a Doom campaign. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the other one is that, uh, it was an article about, on PlayStation, you can read it on PlayStation.blog. Uh, Savathun revealed and planting the seeds of deception. So that's kind of them sitting down with the narrative team into uh, what they're setting up for Witch Queen. So, but I told we told I told you it was a meaty one, dude. We're at almost forty minutes, and yep. all we've done is just list changes. Yep. So how do you feel about them? Largely good. Uh, I think hunters are getting away a lot easier than people want them to think they are. I think that across the board to specific subclasses, not specific abilities, right? Mm -hmm. Because in terms of abilities specifically, I think that Titans probably lost out. But in terms of subclasses as a whole... It feels to me like that in the neutral game, Warlocks lost out a bunch, and then yeah. Hunters are just like, ah, we're here too, with just like the Hunter Dodge thing, you know? Which yeah. is very big, I grant you. I do not want to downplay that. But Hunters are still now sitting pretty on two one-hit kill abilities. They still have an ability with a get-out-of-jail-free card. They still have Stompies. They still have Dragon Shadow. And this is not a Hunter bashing thing. It's just if you encounter somebody in the wild... Mm -hmm. who's like, ah, they're always picking on hunters. You're actually in a fairly level spot now with everybody else. And you're, you know, you're still, I would say, still a little bit ahead. Oh, yeah. I I, I agree. It's, uh... It's one of those things where, like, the this is mainly... This is mainly for Crucible. More so than anything, because PvE players, you know, besides Nova Warp being neutered, now it's getting back to probably a middle ground compared to what it was at launch. Everybody really only had problems with supers and abilities in PvP. Um, and I know there's going to be a lot of back and forth between the community, especially with like where the tiers ranking is. So, like, Silence and Squall being a tier 4, I know that's... There's a lot of contention about that. Um, But just, it, overall, I think this is great because it's going to change up the Crucible sandbox and, like, we might be able to play Crucible again and have it be, like, fun. Fun, you know? 
uh, and not just fun when we go on a stomp. Um, but this is also, I I'm really excited for Void 3.0. I'm yeah. really, really excited for Void 3.0. I want like a Void Buddy, dude. Cause you imagine running Void Buddy with like, I don't know, nothing manacles or Ophidians or Nezarak Sin. Yeah, there yeah. it is. That's Easy. Just Nezarak Sin have Void Buddy the whole time. Especially if you can run Void Buddy in handheld Supernova. That'd be hysterical, dude. No I mean, time I've to explain. Sitting, been sitting on a gnawing hunger with Demolitionist, which was what part of one of my favorite PvE Warlock builds, which I foresee happening again in Witch Queen with the changes. I gotta remember Demolitionist boost grenades. Yep. Plus Adrenaline Junkie. Yeah, that would probably be really good with Sunbracers now that I think about it. Something like that. You run Monte Carlo for your melee, and then run like a demo or a adrenaline junkie like sidearm shoddy SMG in your second. Good. And then your constant feed of just nades and melees. That'd be actually that'd be really fun for PVE. I might have to do that for Witch Queen. I don't know. I, I see. The problem is with which with uh with my build right now. I found the warlock build that i love the most which is yeah. uh shade binder with uh travelers chosen mm -hmm. and like basically is i'll use my abilities and then just activate my eight stacks of travelers chosen which is that getting a nerf right yeah so week? yeah it's getting basically effectively in a nerf now, was that nerf in PvP or PvE or both? PvP. PvP? Okay. That's fine. PvE, Shade Binder with Traveler Chosen, I'm telling you. You you set up all your shards, right? So you have, what is it, Grim Harvest? Mm -hmm. um, and then you melee. So you freeze them. Then you start killing them. It chains off, right? Then you just slam your pistol. You get both your abilities back. Dude, it's nutty. It's like my favorite thing to use right now. That with like a fusion. I have no range, but it's fantastic to clear out ads. Couple of shows and in general is very good on stasis. Mm -hmm. Anyhow, now we're at like 40 minutes. Oh, no, it's fine. I mean, this is basically all that that was talked about. Like they didn't tease. They didn't hint at anything. They said next week's going to be a light one. So like. I don't see them talking about the 30th anniversary event until uh, the second which is the TWAB right before. So you figure they drop a trailer either that Thursday morning or like the 30th. Yeah, something like that. And then that's going to carry us from December 7th to February 2nd. So. <laughs> wow, wait, Witch Queen's launching on a Wednesday? It should be Super Tuesday, the 22nd. Oh, I saw somewhere the 2nd, and I was confused. Because I oh. remember the 22nd. Yeah, 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 it's the 22nd. There it is, Super yeah. Tuesday, 2-22-22. There it is. Yeah, Ultimate Tuesday. Ultimate Tuesday, dude. It's fantastic. Um, But yeah, I think overall, it'll be interesting to get in the sandbox. Um, yeah. I think PvP might get a little more chaotic and hectic, which is great, because now that they're ramping up enemy density, it'll be fun to use more abilities, because I'm going to be honest, dude, 
do you really like sitting there and using your guns in PvE? Or do you like just flying around throwing supers and nades and melees? Yeah, PvE is about to get insane. PvP, I think, will become more measured and like... Yeah. Yeah, PvP will probably go back closer to what it was. Um, which isn't inherently bad. But like you said, time is a flat circle and come season 18, 19, Bungie will be like, hey, so we nerfed things too hard. Mm -hmm. uh, to kind of wrap up, is there any ability change that they didn't do for PvP or PvE that you wish they did? Uh, Still questioning the fact that hunters have that one hit kill knife. No, they still have that precision knife? Yeah. Went completely untouched. What? Oh, okay, Bungie. Um, I have one. Uh, Warlock Stasis Melee needs to get a buff in at minimum range, if anything, right? Because we, we did this test the other day where I, sh I can shoot my solar melee and that thing will go you know it'll go mm -hmm. far and hit ads and then when i shoot my stasis one it's like a sniper bullet and it drops off halfway across the path and then it gets wasted and i'm like bungee that's mine i i hope uh shade binders melee gets a gets a buff i foresee that never happening ever because <laughs> they've tuned it down after complaints yeah I dare know. to dream though dare to dream man hey listen They've admitted overtuning before. True. I'm not saying it's useless. Like in in a in a medium range encounter, it's useful. But like when you're trying to pull that like sunbracers melee off with shade binder, and you're trying to shoot it like halfway across the map to tag something, that's mm -hmm. that's something that would make that power fantasy feel so much cleaner to me. Mm -hmm. But I digress. So, with all of that being said. We're at 46 minutes. Do you have any closing thoughts? Better be a different game on the 7th. It's going to be wild, actually. It's going to be really fun. I think I, I hope this brings Crucible back to a place where like I can play Crucible on the regular again and enjoy it. I think the only thing that would really make that is the matchmaking getting changed. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I think if they changed matchmaking with this sandbox update, I think Crucible would be would just like explode. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be pretty highly populated after mm -hmm. the change. I uh, don't see any problems with that, actually. Yeah, well, uh, we'll see. We'll definitely we'll be here. We'll be giving you our thoughts. Uh, make sure you tune in every Friday, wherever you get your podcast. Next week is Thanksgiving. Uh, we're going to talk about how we're going to do next week's episode. Hopefully we'll be able to get one out recorded and then it'll go live post Thanksgiving. So when you wake up from your turkey coma, you have something to listen to. Yay. Other than that, thank you all for listening, sharing, subscribing, doing all that fun stuff, telling your friend, your dog or your mom. And we will see you guys next week. Until then, fly safe, guardians. <laughs>